0: Welcome to Palms Church. I'm Brandon Shank. I'm the lead pastor here, and I wanted to take a minute and thank you for being with us today. Hey, if you're new, text the words Palms Connect to 97000. I'm believing with you for God to do great things today. The richest king ever, King Solomon, he's a trillionaire, and he has more wisdom than anybody, and, and he's frustrated at the end of his life. He had given his heart over to women that were worshiping pagan, and God said, the one thing you don't do is don't marry these, these women, these foreign women, they, they serve these pagan gods, and you could see the, the struggle in Solomon, but what he says is very true. He says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he had everything you could ever want, but it's all brick and mortar, it's just stuff, and he says, for everything there is a season, for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die. And a lot of y'all may know this. He says a time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather, meaning you're going to build some things, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. That's speaking to somebody in a relationship right now. And this is to somebody else. A time to search and a time to quit searching. Some of y'all have been trying to do this way too long on your own. It's time to change that. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. what he's saying is everything has a time and a purpose. Not that hating is good, but he's saying there are times that are allotted for all of these things. We've been through times of pain. We've been through times that don't make sense. But as you go on to verse 9, he says, so what do people really get for all their hard work? You ever wonder what all your investment's going to be? I, I have. I've wondered where it's going. He says, what do people get for all their hard work? He said, I've seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So what scripture is stirring in me? I turned 40 this year, and I've never been through a midlife crisis, but I can tell you, I had a reality that everything in my life I had built for when I get to 40 and then, but I'm 40 now, And so my mindset over the last couple of months has been now I'm building and the next big milestone is retirement. For me, that'll be 97. I don't ever plan on retiring, right? Nobody, I mean, I I just, I wanna preach until it's over. But I, I, I wanna pastor this church for the, I, t- I asked the Lord, Lord, give me one church to pastor my whole life. I want to pastor the one I plant. I hope I'm here until I'm 80. And I hope I'm still relevant. And y'all are still in love with me because I want to be what God's called me to be. But what I'm telling you is at 40, there has been this thing in my life where I said, okay, if I own everything that I can see, I'm the wealthiest man. If I'm on my deathbed, What does it matter? And I don't know why that has been more real to me now than ever. I think it's because I realized the first 40 years of my life, I know all of those years very intimately. And there's only probably 40 left or less. And you're like, man, this is, I don't want to waste my life accruing things that somebody else is going to enjoy. And Ecclesiastes says that. It says so many people spend their life accruing wealth that somebody else is going to enjoy once they're dead. It just puts it in perspective. And it's a struggle for me. Because up to 40, I just know that my ambition probably wasn't always pure. It probably had a lot of egotistical arrogance and self-centeredness in it. And I just thought I was going to conquer the known world like everybody else does when you're young and you're crazy. It's not a bad thing. I don't ever want to lose that zest. But I also want to know that in my life, it was almost an instant pivot. The day I woke up on September 5th, the day after my birthday, where I realized I just don't... I don't care about the temporal things. And I just want to invest so heavily into what God's doing. I, I just, I, if I were to die tomorrow, I know that I could say I milked that cow until it was empty. I did everything I could to preach the gospel. And I just want to be in the church. I just want to be here. I just want to preach the gospel. I just want to... to to do everything I can to, to bring this word of God to people in a way they can chew on it in a way they understand it. I want to be, I want to be prophetic. I want to pray for people and I want them to, to be overwhelmed by the power of God. I want miracles to take place. I just want to be in a place with God that he is in the middle of my heart and my thought and my actions. I just can't get enough of them right now. That's just where I'm at. I just can't get enough of the power of God in my life. I can't get enough of who he is. I I, I can't get enough of who he he has designed me to be in him. I just want to know him. I don't care about uh, knowing me. I don't care about figuring out my gifts. I don't care about finding out what Brandon Shank is good at. I don't care about my identity. I don't care about how I'm wired. I don't care about what God has me for my kids or my wife. I just want to know him. I want to know who he is. I want to know how he works. I want to know what he has for me, in my relationship with Him, I don't care about what it looks like to pastor. I don't care how big uh, or how how much or how far or how many cattle and how many hills He gives me. I don't care about what He wants me to do in my marriage. I don't care about what He wants to do as a dad. I just want to know Him. I want to know God. I want to I want His heart to bleed into mine, and I just want to know Him. And that is a turn my life has taken. I've never wanted so badly to know God as I do right now. I have such a hunger to know the Lord because I don't wanna look at my life and think I have built something great for my kids. I wanna look at my life and said, I knew the Lord. Because out of that comes a husband that's healthy and a father who's in love with his kids and he builds something the next generation can then build on top of. It's somebody who pours into people with love regardless of how it's reciprocated. It's somebody that is never ashamed to walk in the goodness and the anointing of God. And I thought that there would be ways that as I studied more that I would learn more about the Bible. I thought that as I got closer to my wife, my marriage would get better. I thought that as my kids grew up and they grew as the men of God, that it would fulfill me as a father. But what I'm learning is that nothing has done anything. The only thing in my life that has had any impact on me that's been eternal is I just want to know God. I just want to know him. I so badly want to know him. What else is there? I just want to know my king. I just want to hear his heartbeat. I just want to feel him close to me. I just want to sense the presence of God around me all the time. I want to pray and the anointing of God fill a room because people need that in their life for peace and strength and joy. I I want to preach and people hear the words that are coming out of my mouth and they feel overwhelmed by the spirit because my time with God has reciprocated him in honoring the things that I'm doing so that people's lives are changed in the moment. I just want to be close to him. And as I read this, I get it. I'm not a king that's a trillionaire. I'm just, I'm just a guy. But when I read this, I understand. It's just stuff. And how much of our life is spent infatuated with the king and how much is spent organizing our life. If you're infatuated with God, your life's gonna have the organization. It's, it's gonna have things that you need. But what does it really matter? does it matter? It doesn't. And I love the synopsis. Let me tell you the, the remedy. You want the application to this? So I concluded, there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy yourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are the gifts from God. You all remember a couple of weeks ago I told you just go spend money, enjoy yourselves. Like stop saving up for your retirement uh with all the money that God's given you. And yeah, you need to save. You need to save. Don't hear I'm the pastor's not saying don't save. No, I'm saying we spend, we take everything that we could enjoy and we save it for tomorrow. And what I'm trying to tell you is take what God has given you and take some time and enjoy your life a little bit. Let your hair down. We live so tight. And we're such consumers that we try to have a destination and, and, and we are missing out on relationship with God because we are controlling and planning every detail of our life and we're acting like the Spirit has guided it. When I read the Bible, I hear him telling men that have a lot of wealth to move in a day's notice and to take everything they have and to trust him in it with all their staff, and all of their cattle, and all of the, their entire people group that's like a small city, move it tomorrow. You think you had some logistical issues. When I read the word of God, I hear God tell prophets, you're done. They're in the middle of making money. They're in the middle of the height. You're done. When I, when I read the Bible, I see Jesus going to his apostles, going to, to the disciples. They had businesses. They were, they were businesses. These were generational type of businesses. And he says, drop them. Leave your nets and follow me right now. And some say, well, I got to go back and I got I to bury, I got a funeral to go to. He says, let the dead bury their own dead. Come with me. And I just wonder, why, why, don't, why do we see time as such a thing that prohibits us from fulfilling what God has in our life? because time matters more to us than fulfilling what God has in our life. I've heard people tell me, I got a 10 year plan. I'm gonna get on the mission field. God told me to do this. And I'm sitting here thinking like, eh, when has God ever given somebody a 10 year plan? When is he ever, yeah, in 10 years, you're gonna be here. That's, that, I've never seen that anywhere. No, what God does is he speaks and our responsibility is to go. It's to go. I didn't have a desire to plant a church for years before I planted one. No, I had a desire to never pastor a church for all my life. And when God spoke to me on May 29th, 2011, we made phone calls and immediately we started to uproot our life to move towards a church plant. Why? Because I just want to be where God is. We make our planning sound so spiritual, but the Bible is telling us that it's, it's a waste of your time. This is the richest King. We make all of our systems and our processes sound so religious and deep. And they're important, but God is saying, you know what's important? Me. I'm the only thing that matters for eternity. So I wanna challenge you tonight. This is a scripture, God has been, I've been working through the life of Solomon the last week in my devotional. I just, I just can't get away from it. Um, Mondays are our day off. And I just couldn't, I was just so drawn to the word of God. I just sat on my couch and I don't always do this. It just depends on what the day looks like. But for this particular Monday, I just could not, I just could not get enough of scripture. And I just wanted to read and read and read. And God just kept showing me like Solomon, he had it all. And he was, he was given everything that he asked for and he missed the biggest thing. He was drawn to the one thing that God said, "Stay away from these foreign women." He was drawn to the one thing, and then I'm reading in Ecclesiastes, and he's saying, "Man, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. This stuff is a waste. Everything." And this guy had—they were—it they, took him uh, weeks to sacrifice all the 120000 goats. I mean, it took him weeks to make sacrifices. This guy was more rich than rich, and he, he's saying everything is just so meaningless. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. And eventually, that hole in his heart was filled by sin. And so, I'm asking you. I mean, we're reading a book from somebody that we have no evidence that he even went to heaven, because the Bible says his heart had been pulled by all these foreign women. So we don't know. I mean, I as judge, I don't know how it finished. I know what we're told, but I don't know how it finished. But what I know is, this is written by somebody in angst who had it all. And he's saying everything Everything has a season. There's going to be time for everything. And he says, but would you just take a step back and listen when I tell you, enjoy your lives? Because if you're planning for what I have, I'm telling you that it's, it's just meaningless. It's just a season. This is the last of our Wednesday lives. We're getting ready to move out of this building on Sunday. Green Run High School kicks off February the 5th. Our offices have moved. Two weeks ago, we moved our offices into town center and they're incredible. This is our last one. couple of reasons. One, I believe that God uses venues to drive vision. So when I have vision for the church, I don't look for a venue that will fit that vision. I have vision. Then I ask the Lord, God, send me to the right venue. And when he does that, I say, okay, well, how does this work together? How does the vision you've given me work with the place that you've given me? How do you want this to look? And here it's been great because we can shoot these Wednesday lives. We did them once a month and then um, we've had them the whole month of January. Uh, But we really are going to use the vision that God's giving us and do a lot online. We want to do discipleship. We want to pray together through our groups. We want to do a lot more of discipleship through our groups that are getting ready to kick off here in the next couple of months. And we've kind of refashioned how we're going to do some of those. Uh, We want to get back in the game and we really want to dive in to our social. We want you to be more active, not just once a month on a first Wednesday, but every day. We want to use our social and all of our touch that we can get to you anytime to say, hey, this is what the Lord's speaking. How can we pray for you today, knowing that your team is praying for you, your groups are praying for you, your staff is praying for you. We want to be a part of your everyday lives and not just we feel like the world is shifting. And we don't want to be a a one Wednesday a month thing. We want it to be more often. And so we're shifting a lot of these prayer things to how can we do this online all the time? How can we do this online uh, more often? And and so we're going to be releasing a lot of that stuff. But this is the end of a season for our church everything has a season this is the end of a season we came into this building two years ago not knowing what it looked like or how long we would be here but this is the end of a season this is the end of that two-year period and as we say goodbye to this place on Sunday be our last one don't miss it bring your friends bring your friends friends let's fill this place up and give it one last hurrah but when we start February 5th I'm telling you you're gonna walk into that new new venue and you're gonna see vision for what God has for the next season that's the way it works We've walked into our offices and I've said, listen, we are seeing the vision for the next season here in our offices. We see it. You can feel the difference. This is the end of a season. Throughout COVID, we did this every week for for a year. And it was incredible. You know, thousands of people looked at Palms Church during that time to be connected to God, to have prayer. And it was amazing, the response. But you know what a lot of those people did? Whenever COVID was over, for the most part, they went back to their churches, which is what we wanted. But we could be a bridge for so many during that season where their churches didn't have this option. Uh, and God gave us this. And so we were able to be really a bigger part of the kingdom than just right here. We were able to reach all across the world. And we're still able to do that. It's a beautiful thing. Even now, I received a, um, a message this week. This is actually a praise report um, uh, that... I hate those words, praise report. It's just so ingrained in me. We sung Heart of Worship and I'm just back there right now. <laughs> I have a report of praise. <laughs> it's a great thing. It just feels weird. There's a, um, Paula, if you're watching, I love you, but um, there was one of the girls I grew up with, Paula Glotfeldy. She was always a caretaker, one of the greatest humans you ever meet. We, we knew each other since we were kids. And she wrote me and she was telling me that during COVID, she came back to church through Palms Online. And uh, it's been three years. And she's with us every week. And she said that God's really starting her now. Like she's going to take that step of faith and get into a church in her local community. She goes, I'm watching Palms every morning, but I really feel like I want to be a part of a community here. And I thought like, isn't that what it's about? Like that's kingdom. Like we, we're grateful that people can be a part of the community here at Palms. And we have a lot that watch online that we are their community. But if you're in a community and you want to get involved in your community, then I, I love that we can be a part of that process. This is the end of a season. Our online is, is great. It's bustling. It's not going anywhere. Like we have, this, this new venue is going to be even greater for our online. We're going to be able to do things that we weren't able to do in this room. But this room has been such a blessing from the Lord. And I'm just grateful for it. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here. But everything has a season. The great thing about seasons, they all have an end and they all have a beginning. And so this two years has been beautiful. I really feel like the Lord spoke and said, this is a two-year process we're about to go into. I've told our staff that. We have a two-year window we're about ready to step into. Two years we're going to be here. And so I'm locked in for the next two years in this next place. I feel like we know what he's going to do. He says, you give me the wineskin, I'll fill it with wine. We've taken a big step of faith. we got a big wineskin, and we're believing God's going to fill it with wine. It's the end of a season. So what do we do? We, we eat, drink, be merry. We love one, one another. we be excited about community. We'd be excited. We're gonna be excited about connecting. We're gonna be excited about being a part and reading our Bible and praying and growing as a community. But what I want more than anything is for all of you that have watched online during COVID, all of you that are here tonight, all of you that are watching this back, I want you to commit to stop overwhelming yourself and putting pressure on yourself to be so systematically correct and then just fall in love with God. Just yearn to spend time with him. Yearn to spend time with God. Make it fun. Make it something you enjoy. He wants to do things with you you enjoy. I prayer walk. I love it. I get up early in the morning and I just walk. It's my thing. I like it. It might be sometimes a, a warm up for my, were you snoring? Somebody snoring back here? I thought I heard somebody snoring. I thought somebody was making fun of me. That's typically how it goes around here. I thought somebody was like making a snore noise, being like, bro, mornings ain't my time. But I, I, that's how I do it. Why? Because sometimes it may be a warm-up for a workout, but a two-mile walk in the dark is a good warm-up for a workout, right? It gives me a good time with the Lord. And God wants you to... He wants to be a part of your life. So I, I just want you to... I want to encourage you. Don't let this be the beginning of a, of a time where you wish you would have connected, but... Let this be the beginning of a season where you're saying, God, I I just want to fall in love with you. I I want to be, I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with you, Lord. Because I'm believing that for you. Because everything has a season. And there's a lot of seasons about to change, there's a lot of seasons that are shifting. Everything has a season. And we're in one. This is a, I don't feel like it's the end of a sitcom or a, uh, you know how they do like the big, everybody lines up in the crowd. I don't feel like that, but I feel like these Wednesday lives, we've loved them. Before we did Wednesday lives, we actually did, um, we did them live. uh, Even when we were in the hotel before COVID, we'd meet in a hotel on the first Wednesday of the month. We'd fill up the rooms. It was amazing. Then COVID hit. We started going online. And I just, I'm excited about this season that God has for our church because I know Sundays are gonna be electric. Get there early, be expectant, sit close, raise your hands, shout, uh, let's go. You know, that's kind of the way I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a fireball. But then all throughout the week, I want to keep that same intensity. I want to be connected. I want to pray for each other. I want to be connected in groups and I want to watch God do what only he can do. Cause I'm believing that for you. Everything has a season. Everything has a season. Y'all remember that, um, I don't know the chorus, but you know the Hillsong song? He called me out upon the water. What's the chorus of that? Do you remember? I will call upon your name. That one. So this song was the one that when we planted our church, it was just the song. Like, I've called you out upon the water. It was like the big song then. And I remember being like, I don't like the water right now. And it was so prophetic. We were here in Virginia Beach, I felt like. like I'm not feeling any of this, right? And right now it's raining so hard that at any moment they could just see water go across the screen and we're just going to be out there swimming. <laughs> but I, I, this song was really a symbolic song for us when we started. You know, the great unknown, where feet may fall, fail. Fall? Fail. fail. Either one. My wife would be proud that I got that many words right. It's a new season. But it's not, when, the, the way God works is that if it's a new season for our church, it's a new season for everybody that he's called to it. It's a new season for your marriage, and it's a new season for your relationships. It's a new season for your finances. It's a new season in your jobs. It's a new season in your life. Uh, when I went into my master's program years ago, they told us that 90% of the people when they come out of this two-year program will have changed vocations during it. And it was so true. All of us were changing vocations or getting ready to plant churches or whatever it was. Um... And I feel like that about our church. Right now, everybody coming out of this season with us going into this new season, things are changing and for the good. Let's, let's, let's be merry. Let's, excite, let's be excited. Let's do what the Bible says. And let's, uh, let's, let's say there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And we should eat, drink, and enjoy the fruits of our labor, for these are gifts of God. We're going to party. We're going to celebrate. We're going to throw a tailgate party every Sunday at Green Run High School. We're going to be with you throughout the week. And we're going to enjoy the time and each other and relationships and all that God has given us. And we're believing that. Lord, we need you. God, we need you right now. And we just surrender and submit. We know that there is no one like you, that you are the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. You are the great I am, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And although our seasons may change, you never change. The thing that doesn't change is the only thing we need. I thank you for change. I know that fear is brought about a transition, but God, we're not in a transition. We're in a change. We're not in a time where things are just morphing. We're in a time where things are completely changing. We're not in a time where things feel uneasy. We're in a time where things are uneasy. And this is where God leads so clearly and we follow so humbly. Thank you for seasons. God, we know that the pain will come and go. The mourning will come and go. The joy will come and go. But we know that you are never, ever, ever gonna change. And we surrender to you. I pray for each person, every person, who is going through change or transition or fear. I ask that right now they would sense the presence of a mighty God in their home. I pray that they would sense the presence of a mighty God all around them. I pray that right now they would know that they're gonna win, that you see them, and that your hand is on them, and that you know them. Oh God, I ask right now that you would just overwhelm, overwhelm with your goodness and your mercy, overwhelm with your spirit overwhelm with the peace overwhelm with strength overwhelm with all that you are we trust you god we trust you will you stand up in your living rooms will you stand up in your homes will you stand up wherever you're at and just lift your hands to your king and will you just accept the season say lord i'm willing to accept the season of change i'm willing to accept the change in my life come on will you just tell them that God, I'm willing to accept this transition. I'm willing to accept going from one place to the other. God, I'm scared, but I'm willing. Oh, God, I'm willing to accept it. And we follow your lead. We follow your lead, God. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Hey, If you want to know more about Palms Church or just know what's going on or watch messages, you can go to palmschurchonline.com all the time. And today, if you want to partner with us in giving, you can go to palmschurchonline.com slash give to partner with us financially. We love you. We believe in you. And we are so grateful to have you a part of the family. See you soon.